The following episode discusses topics relating to alcohol abuse, substance abuse, depression, suicide, and death. Listener discretion is advised. Shall I introduce us? Yes, please. I just hear zip sounds. Tanvi is multitasking. Are you already unbuttoning, I mean, uh, unzipping your pants? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? She <laughs> asked. Clearly she would. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? I mean, yeah, mm. I'm from pointing it out. Dummy. Yeah. Are you going to tell us? <laughs> exactly. No, that's for me to know and for you to not find out. Anyways. <laughs> Talking about unzipping. Uh, let us unzip this shut up, shut up. bag of worms. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't just like ways. We, we can Sometimes it's okay Welcome back to, to the podcast, everyone. That's all I can say. Just welcome back. And um, this is um, Sunidhi. I forgot my name for a solid <laughs> second. I literally forgot my name. This is Sunidhi. <laughs> At this point, my dear, you're just a caricature of yourself. Like you, ju- you make it so easy. You make it so Thank easy. Um, I am Tanvi. Um, it's a fact that I can't do anything about, unfortunately. And this is Anika. <laughs> I'm going to be cool and mysterious this episode. Translation, she's I, I tired. Mean, you can try. <laughs> You've been trying to do that since you were born 150 years ago, but it hasn't worked Don't out tell so everyone far. I'm a vampire, um, Tanvi, please. God. <laughs> One, if they look at one no, photo, legitimately her no eyes her, your eyes and your pasty I white remember. complexion like both of them it's really my pasty you. white complexion is sex no it's not I have nothing to say <laughs> oh no no I remember these two they came over to my house a while back right and well when you're listening to this it'll be like a few mm. months back but whatever and um Anika, she was like standing in front of me and then I just like looked in her eyes and I was like, your eyes are very nice. And she just got very close to my face with her eyes just wide. And I genuinely got scared for a second. Like, actually, I was I like, she could tell me to just like my hurt somebody and okay. I'll be like, yeah. I see it's taken the wrong way. I was also this one time. Fear is okay. a great aphrodisiac. So, uh, also, Honda has like light green balls. And there's this one time when she sent me what? a photo of her in like a night suit or something in her room and she i kid you not blend she blends into the walls you guys because the lighting <laughs> is pretty harsh so everything was pale and she blend like sh- she fully blended into her walls it was amazing i am basically shrek but anemic shrek also th- i thought tanvi said yeah. that i have light green balls and I was like what the fuck do you <laughs> even mean? I heard that yeah exactly but like Anika's skin is the w, epitome of like cottage core. anyways now that yeah. we're done talking imagine about imagine me saying skin. that like Chaturamalingam from 3 oh my god <laughs> yeah. uh, 
having attachment detachment issues i was like no i don't want to oh, leave oh that's what they call detachment home. issues i've been using like attachment oh, issues for everything after watching that movie i begged my parents to send me to a boarding oh. school i said can i please yeah that doesn't surprise yeah. me pretty sure they'd yeah. happily send you no they refused my mother was like also my Why? dad went to a boarding school and he he's like those were the best like a hundred percent my favorite years he had a great time and i've been hearing anecdotes about his boarding school my entire life so it's like i really want to go and my mom was like shut the fuck up kid nice mm-hmm. then i never brought it up oh i was asked like again like if you don't finish your subji then you'll be sent to boarding school i was like oh yeah yeah exactly same with me okay same i guess because i, I have like, this skip. disgusting bharta i like my room too much bharta's yeah. nice Speaking of movies though um ZNMD was released around 10 years ago like it hit its 10th anniversary oh, yeah, like no a few months ago uh, yeah. what it's more than Bro, yeah, what? it's more than 10 years no like like um, uh, mid july or something yeah like i think that, no? i don't a couple june, of weeks july like a while ago yeah it's been a few weeks but i was just feeling so oh, i saw that like weeks, oh. no i was on a was i saw that when it came out yeah all of us did so maybe no no as in as in like as in like um i we went to go and watch it, it wasn't like something i saw years later on the tv it's like we went yeah, to go yeah. watch it i don't remember if i actually saw it in the hall but i remember it was one of the few movies on my dad's ipad and i used to watch it like every day like every day it's, it's one of the few movies in my life i've watched more than once so that's Tanvi, you live such a boring life it's one of the few that i remember <laughs> why don't you rewatch stuff fucking goldfish here i just am not a big rewatcher because i feel like if i already know the plot like what's the point so you just want to yeah. be obnoxious about everything like i can i like we have a thing for rewatch 
I mean, I like rewatching like movies. Anika likes rewatching TV shows yeah, and movies. Yeah, I just like rewatching so, everything. And Tanvi, on the other hand, doesn't. So, so she is obviously the so one in the wrong just, here. Tanvi, this is an intervention. Start rewatching the Wikipedia pages. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. the amount of times I've brought yeah. up a show like, hey, this this show, I started watching it today, Tanvi. Oh yeah, I read about it. Who reads about TV shows? <laughs> and she knows Bro. the plot. She knows the characters. She knows like the anecdotes from the show. But she's never seen it. She's seen one or two clips on YouTube I'm, or something, and the Wikipedia page. Yeah, when I I was like during quarantine, I was like watching Orange Is the New Black, which is a fucking it's so long, right? And I was like, oh man, probably no one's really really watched it. I like I was I was watching alongside with a friend, but like she stopped watching it, so I was like, okay, screw it, whatever. I tell Tanvi, and she's like, oh yeah, the ending and blah 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 blah, and I was like, ha. How you barely have time to like send us messages? How are you even Tanvi, also aware of this? Tanvi, you're just unpleasant, then, man. You know. Who reads Wikipedia pages? <laughs> they they're made only for you. I don't <laughs> think there's one other person on this planet that goes like, "Hey, I want to watch a show, but I'd rather read the Wikipedia page," and does that. <laughs> no, because the thing is, okay. Here's the thing, right? I don't think I'm the kind of person who's capable of like, if I'm watching a show. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's really bad, so I did this with the hundred. But apart from that, like unless a show is really, really bad, I can't just stop watching it midway through. Yeah, so stick oh, on. Right. So and torture yourself. Yeah. I thought you enjoyed <laughs> that. So I need to like I need to know the basic like I need to know the basic premise of the show just to know that like I'll go through its IMDb and all that just to make sure that it's. Worth watching. Worth it. To watch. Yeah. Which is how I am. Effort. Which is how I am with books. Like I need to know majority. Like I literally open the like the last chapter and I read it just to know if it's worth it. Oh my god! <laughs> this that's is, the thing, right? Because this is blasphemous. Book, books are a different stop. beast altogether. Because if you watch, at least for me, like I don't binge watch as intensely as uh, y'all do. So it takes me like a month, a month and a half to. Watch shows. I don't associate with um, either of you. You're both disgusting. <laughs> I can't believe you do this shit. Horrible, it's, horrible. So I'm gonna commit that much time. <laughs> it's it's as if you're not co-hosting a podcast with us. Jeez. Yeah. Well, like, I'm sorry. See, is but that the thing what is, we're right? doing? Oh shit! Yeah, it's been 15 <laughs> minutes. Do you think we should start with the, the topic? <laughs> Are you recording this shit? Oh right, right. So today we'll be talking yeah. about drum roll, please. The Twenty Seven Club. Yay! Yay! It's not dark at all. I have no idea what this is, so I am ready to go in blind. Originally, I used to think it was called the Twenty One Club, but apparently it's Twenty Seven Club. Okay. No, it's Twenty Seven. Um. So basically, it's a list of um, like popular musicians and actors potentially even sports people who died at Just the age of 27 yeah oh. any like famous people who died at the age of 27 now obviously most of these aren't due to natural causes um shit that's really cool though okay no i don't mean cool fucking <laughs> 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 glamorizing drugs Sorry. I swear to God. no but I think I heard you mention some name yesterday when yeah. you were talking about the episode. So I was like, "Oh, I didn't know like so many of them just died at twenty-seven. So, eh. okay. Uh, before we start on the rest of the episode, like this is obviously a bit of a conspiracy theory because statistically, yeah. okay. So the reason this 
club became popular is because in the late 60s and early 70s a bunch of re- like the most famous rock stars on the planet died at 27 very unexpectedly so uh their legions literal legions of fans were like hey clearly there's something wrong afoot here like and they termed that the 27 club but that's not when this started right that's just when the club became pop like when it became like a pop culture thing which is very weird to call the 27 club like a part of the zeitgeist because it's so mm-hmm. like it's about people dying <laughs> it's really yeah. odd. It, it's really Not, people like, love the macabre and lighting. they glamorize it a lot so. yeah no that's something we've seen happen time and time again but yeah and then of course it yeah. was brought into focus again in 2009 with the tragic passing of uh, Amy Winehouse yeah. um which was also very uh, she sad she passed and... away at 27 Yeah. Yeah. Um everybody that's died what? in this episode it has died at 27. Just saying. I thought she yeah. was like what wait what the fuck am I getting someone confused? One yeah, second. She died at 27. Maybe. Um, you are probably getting confused with someone. Yeah, just just look it up. It's fine. Um okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that being said, statistically there is no uh unusually high pattern of musicians dying at 27. Right, like mm-hmm. an equally high number of famous people have died at the ages of twenty-five and twenty-one and forty. Like, there's nothing. It was just because it was so many very famous musicians dying in a sh- relatively short span of time, um, in uh, the late sixties and early seventies, that this really became like a popular um, phenomenon. But I, I don't think phenomenon is the right word. Conspiracy theory, let's say. Yeah. Yeah, um that's about it. So, um plus it did start during a time where people didn't have a lot going on. They just were like, "Oh, 27." I mean, and just kind of stuck around. But that's more of a theory. I, I, I think no, sometimes I'll let you. No, I I think no, I I I mean, I personally disagree. I think it's just one of those things where um especially because I know that music doesn't have a very deep impact on people now. Of course it does. but uh, especially in like the 60s and 70s was really the first time when you had like the 50s was really the first time when you had musicians who made music specifically for teenagers and the 60s is really when um a wider audience sort of expect accepted uh, rock and roll as like a legitimate genre which that's problematic yeah. in and of itself and we can talk about that till the cows come home but um I mean the fact that you know uh, more white Americans were listening to rock and roll because there were more white musicians in rock and roll now um mm-hmm. is basically the gist of it and so teenagers really connected with these um themes of rebelling and not fitting in and not having and nobody really understanding you and sex and drugs and all of that right all human emotions feelings interests are delayed <laughs> music was not quite as um polished and um sanitized as it was in the 40s and 50s at least popular music so yeah, the, yeah. yeah popular music obviously underground is a completely different story but um yeah so the fact that these musicians then died at such tragically young ages hit um uh, their fandoms even harder 
uh, because they mm. really felt personally connected to these rock stars. Yeah, so I think that's something that really led to the concept of the Twenty Seven Club becoming so popular. But that being said, that's just speculation on my part. There's no proof. I can't cite any sources for this. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, any questions so far? Not to sound like too much. No. No, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. No, ma'am. Okay. Good. Um, yeah, it's just weird, no? That like twenty. Also, twenty-seven is such a weirdly specific age. I kind of like the number. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's a nice number. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the thing about it is that like a lot of people, uh, especially people part of the twenty-seven club, they've like reached like um. I guess it's the middle of their. It's like the, what do you say? Not the peak of their life, but like they're doing a lot more things, right? They're like successful careers, like shot, like you know, reached a point. They've been dabbling in a lot of different things. I feel like there's just like a lot of things happening at the age of twenty-seven for a lot of these like celebrities, and especially like you know, given like the type of artists like you know, Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, um, Amy Winehouse, like they were really like involved in a lot of things, so. Yeah, kind of yeah. a lot of the reasons behind it. it it's just unfortunate and like a, a very unfortunate coincidence that a coincidence that you know they all died at twenty seven, mm-hmm. really. But I guess there's a lot of like yeah. mystic uh, mysticism behind it. Like a lot of people have like reference to it now. Artists like you know like in Juice World, like he was like, "What's the point of the twenty seven club? We're all gonna die at twenty one, you know." So it's like. You know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff behind it where people think, like, only the best will die at 27 and stuff like that. That's like, it's so a weird. Okay. weird hall of fame. Yeah. Yeah, like a very weird hall of fame. I mean, to be fair, he was bang on. Like, he died a few days after his 21st birthday, if I'm not wrong. That's honestly so, terrifying. Like, people predicting their yeah. own passing is... Mm. Yeah. With with rappers, it's commonly been, like, at the age of 20 or 21, like, P, um, what was it, Lil Peep, X, uh, Juice World, Pop Smoke, like, pretty big rappers, and they all died at the age of, around like, 20, 21. So, it's, like, it's this weird no. mysticism that's surrounding all of these, like, deaths, and I feel like a lot of people, they want to find some sort of, like, closure behind it, so they make it seem like, oh, they died at that age because they're legends, and, mm-hmm. you know... Also, like, it's one of those things where because... Like, at least the really, really, um, the people who are unfortunately part of the 27 Club and uh, are really talked about are people like Cobain and Amy Winehouse and uh, Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison, who were all, like, very much at the top of their careers. Janis Joplin's um, song Mercedes-Benz, right, uh, that was released uh, posthumously was her best-selling record ever. So, like, it's it's what's considered, like, all of these people were really making their magnum opuses when they passed away. So that adds to the whole thing of, imagine how high they could have flown had they not died so young. Um, Because the what if of it really lingers, right? Okay, um, okay, so... One of my, and I feel so crass saying this, but it's been almost a hundred years since he passed away. Um, So the person who is considered like the first official um, entrant into the 27 Club is Mm -hmm. uh, this blues musician called um, Robert Johnson. 
he was um a guitarist a singer and a songwriter and um he okay so he grew up in mississippi um and was somebody who is considered extraordinarily talented there are also some very interesting um so there there's this legend about him that he sold his soul to the devil oh, right. oh, yeah. at like a oh, heard those i've i yeah, i've heard yeah. the story um, yeah so you want to tell it I mean, you can. You could go that for was it. so passive-aggressive. <laughs> that was Do yeah. You I was like, huh? no, 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 no. I wasn't <laughs> trying to. Yeah. Do you want to try to tell? From it? what I remember, um, he like didn't particularly have a lot of skills when it comes to like uh, playing jazz, but he had a passion for it. He wanted to learn it, but his father, um, or like his his parents wanted him to work rather than focus on stuff like that. Eventually, I think he just up and left his family, and he shifted to. a different state i'm not sure about the state but like he um got very like into this like specific band at the time there was like a really big band uh like yeah really big artists in in blues especially and so he would go to this cafe or this restaurant and he would be just enamored and just like so fascinated and after the bit would be done he would be like can i please play and he would play but then people would be like that's so horrible that's terrible get him off the stage now and suddenly he just went away and uh one like overnight suddenly he just became really fucking good and people were like how did he learn all this he didn't know a single chord on the guitar how did how is he so in- exceptional and then he became one of the best blues players of all time so that's as much as i know no but imagine he was like already very good at it and um, just wanted like a you know ticket to fame kind of things like oh i play so bad look at me not being able to play the c chord And then yeah, the you know time, comes one day like I'm perfect now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This was the 19 like 40s I think. 1930s or 40s. So I don't uh 1930s. Yeah. And apparently his official death is also fully yeah. unknown. Um, like a lot of people don't know why he died. That's that's yeah. what yeah, that's what I was trying to show um again. So this I think is one of the more which by the way, he was a fascinating individual, right? Cuz um He he had a penchant for sleeping with married women. Mm. Nice. Um, and the f- the like the real way he died was probably that one of their husbands poisoned oh, him. Oh shit! Yeah. Like oh. that's because he he like got beaten up by their husbands all the fucking time because they're like, hey, dude, what the fuck? And he still didn't stop. That's okay. And he didn't <laughs> stop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. Um, also because especially back then like women weren't considered that old yeah. people they just gotten the right to um in the US so like it really yeah you know it's like don't sleep with my woman doesn't matter if my woman wants to sleep with you but you know mm-hmm. it's fine um uh, yeah so basically about the devil legend right the the story behind that is when johnson was very young he used to live on a plantation in mississippi right and he and as sunidhi said he wanted to become like a great blues musician so um this and oh, he didn't have the resources to really be able to learn so um one of like the most popular legends about his life is that he was instructed to take his guitar to a crossroad uh, near the plantation at midnight yeah. and there he met the devil who took his guitar tuned it and then played a few songs on it before returning it to Johnson 
and that suddenly oh. got like you know led him to be a man no but yeah. that's just so irritating so, imagine him coming up with this elaborate pr scheme and everyone's like nope the devil did it and he's like <laughs> okay i'm mean, going to i guess fine because then people will be like oh i want to hear this this artist who like you know the, the devil helped him and i want to hear like what why mm-hmm. is he so good and shit like that like i feel like that just adds to his lore i guess he no, was just before his time if he was there in like i don't know 90s I mean, the whole punk thing would have taken him ahead like oh my god death metal no wait it's blues death blues oh my god what if that was a genre i'm pretty sure it is it's not that popular i don't think it's that popular i would be very surprised if that was a genre. death blues death just like blues. people screeching on uh, calm have blues have you listened to blues yeah. there's no like there's no way those are the it's two so most funny. incompatible genres i love I it now let me check though i ju- i just um, searched death blues um, genre and it says rock <laughs> oh oh no <laughs> fair enough yeah classic rock is like a perfect amalgam mm-hmm. oh it's as uh-huh. it's as close as something can get yeah i guess okay let's see scary blues songs <laughs> oh there's so many <laughs> alligator wine graveyard blues rocking costing my spell oh. that's blues lady that that's blues is a band oh Oh, yeah. what's the genre they play? Uh, good question. Let me search. Is what is this tangent? What are we doing? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I, now I really want to know what what genre is Death Blues. Yeah, what if it's like rap, just like out out of the entire thing? What if it's like like similar to Hozier? What if it's a pop band? just like playing taylor swift mashups and going like yeah oh no okay never mind when i said okay when i searched death blues genre and it says rock i'm pretty sure it's referring to death blues the band's genre which is rock oh and you stand where you can take also, it back <laughs> you can take back the lead where it would taste straight okay is you not okay also um, is death blues okay oh she's still going like a famous band because we we'll get shot on if we don't know <laughs> sorry sorry we're old no no we're just we're just tan culture yeah okay, that we are yeah sunidhi yeah. reads the endings all of books tanvi like reads oh god that please don't don't even <laughs> that's, that's so that's the bad. only artist i listen that's my entire spot so wait what have you not heard fuck boy by dixie demilio <laughs> wait i'm sorry her name's dixie yes yeah, her name's her dixie. dixie like her Yes, her legal real name, name is yes. Dixie. Yep, I Dixie. think so. Her parents yeah. named her after her father's appendage. What? <laughs> what? Oh my god! No, Tanvi. Tanvi. What? Um, yeah, her full name. That's Dixie. that's something I can't get out of my head. Written, no, thank you, thank it's you. It's written Dixie Jane D'Amelio, known by her stage name Dixie. I mean that's, that's just That's not a, a stage name that's name. just her name. It's not. It's so yeah, irritating. Like, what? It's the same thing as Zendaya like and Beyonce. Like, oh, it's just their first name. My stage name is Tanvi. No. Yeah. I, no, but she goes by her last name as well, right? Nobody's like, "Hey, did you listen to the I'm assuming she's not famous enough to just go by one name. Who? The chick you were just talking about. Beyonce Dixie. has a surname? Why do yeah, you Yeah, Beyonce Noel. Yeah. <laughs> 
Zendaya. Oh, shit, really? Bruh, I, that's what I'm saying. Beyonce, yeah. Beyonce and Zendaya have full names, but they go by their first names, and that's why people just refer to them See, as the first Zendaya, name. See, Zendaya, I know. Yeah, Zendaya, Rihanna. Zendaya, but I Beyonce know, but Beyonce, Beyonce, just go by Beyonce. Damn. She goes by Beyonce and Noel's, but like Rihanna goes by just Rihanna. Adele goes by just Adele. But Rihanna isn't her first um, name. Yeah, but that's her stage name, right? Rihanna's name is an actual stage name. No, her like, that's her middle name. One... Rihanna's like Rihanna. It's yeah, but it's still a stage name. Speaking that's of real names, I think we've discussed this, but Nicki Minaj's real name is Onika or Onika. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it, but Onika. it's like my name with an O. It's such a cool name. It's Which a really is, cool it's name. It's such a cool name. Yeah. Okay, you're shitting on my name, but do you like Nicki Minaj's, of course. Okay, then. Because it's Nicki yeah. Minaj. Because it's Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I see. Yeah, That's okay, it. fine. She, okay, I'm sorry. When you write something as good as super bad, then talk to me. Then super I really what? won't shit on your name anymore. Super, no, super, super what? Bad. Super bass. Never mind. Super bass. Oh my god. Okay. It's Maybe like you shouldn't talk like to us. One. Listen, as watching. I was watching Superbad Day Before Yesterday and that movie still running in my head. Um, I'm just bad. offended I, now. By the way, if you haven't watched Superbad, watch Superbad. It's a great no. song. Um, also, Stupid Ho by Nicki Minaj. Best that song, ever song no is cap. beautiful. Um, also, speaking of this, everything um, about it is perfect. <laughs> it, it really is. Especially the middle part where she just screams Stupid yeah. Ho like repeatedly. Yeah. I love it, yeah. Um, like, I know there's... There's a song that I can very directly dedicate to Sunidhi now. Uh, yeah thanks or and there's this one interview thing where i think it was a joke but the guy's like hey i heard your song superb ass and she's like you mean super bass and he's like no superb ass like (laughs) oh i've seen that yeah (laughs) it's so stupid but it's so funny nice yeah yeah i'll post it on our main account you know so Mm -hmm. of course follow us on instagram please don't please please don't and connect with us on linkedin because oh my hello, god future i will order you also by the way i got locked out of my linkedin account because they thought i was a bot it's great Tanji, it's you haven't updated your linkedin since ninth grade or whatever i don't know why I you had a linkedin in ninth year. grade oh okay i didn't even make I a linkedin made, anika made it for i thought me. you made it in ninth grade yeah oh yeah i made it for you yeah <laughs> uh, also, I'm just can I point you, out all about that future job? Can I just point out? Okay, so I'm trying to get back to the topic, but can I just point out? I'm just going through like the Wikipedia page for the Twenty Seven Club, right? And I'm just going through the official causes of death, right? A lot of it mm-hmm. has been drug overdoses and suicides, and but then I was scrolling through, and one of them yeah, was like, "They're less- dying at Twenty Seven, Sunidhi. What did you expect?" It like, could be terminal illness, Tanji. Don't be exactly, so insensitive. Exactly, fucking God. hell. No, I'm sorry. How many 27-year-olds get cancer? I don't... According to like this, at about least... This stuff. Uh, according to this, at least two people from the 27 Club. Three years in a row, three members of the 27 Club had been murdered. Like, in a row. Three years. That is immense. Yeah. But then... Don't yeah, yeah, I was gonna come to that, Cindy. Bruh. <laughs> That's the point of the episode. And and there was this one, um, Leslie Harvey, in 1972, she had passed away from electrocution. Bruh. What? Yeah. One, Roger well, how? Lee. How? How does one do? Roger like, Lee Durham. Hair dryer in the bathtub? He, he fell off a horse and died from the injuries. 
Nobody knew for years and years because oh. because in his lifetime he was he had a very small following. Okay, yeah, I understand. Um, because he was in Mississippi, like he played in this very small town in Mississippi, and he he was primarily um, like even though now he's considered a masters, mm-hmm. um, a master of the blues, he. is it like he used to play in small juke joints and like saturday night dance and at saturday night da- dances he wasn't very commercially successful he actually only recorded two sessions also i think life. no one really knew anything in the 1940s yeah yeah, yeah. so it, yeah so like for 30 years nobody knew that he died until uh, a musical historian um Like a music, you know, uh, a musicologist, I believe they're called. I could be wrong. That's so cool. Um, was kind of studying the historical record of Greenwood, Mississippi, um, when he stumbled upon Johnson's life, mm-hmm. and then found his death. Uh, like, and that's when he found his death certificate. Until then, nobody really knew what happened to him because, again, it's the thirties, right? People would just disappear. Wait, so like, are like are there recordings or something from that time? Did they? I mean, he did record two sessions, but I think the yeah. tapes got lost. Like, obviously, people have heard him play, right? Because I think yeah, there were a few interviews. I remember reading this. I could be wrong, but like, uh, no, I don't know that there are any interviews. Recording sessions means that his music was recorded. So uh I'm sh- like I don't think there are any interviews or anything because again th- 1930s small time musician yeah, no no as in like interviews of mm-hmm. him directly yeah. weren't there but like people had heard him playing that was there so yeah uh possibly again I I don't I can't contest that um yeah but he he obviously some recordings of him, him playing must have survived that's why he had, he developed a cult following about 30 to 40 years after his passing um and that's when like so a lot of um like he's had a very deep effect on uh people like Brian Jones from the Rolling Stones Eric Clapton Robert Plant which I don't think I need to tell you who Robert Plant is. Um, I was uh, and, looking up something about Richard Johnson, and there was a question saying, um, "Robert, why?" Robert, Robert. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, Robert Johnson. What am I doing? <laughs> It's fine. I I can't read anymore. My bad. So there was there's this one question saying, "Why is blues the devil's music?" So I just went down to look at it. So someone says people referred to this as the devil's music because it was widely believed at the time that it caused teens of the day to indulge in sinful activities like premarital sex. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was sinful. Okay. I mean, at least they were getting some. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, yeah. So, so a lot of very prolific artists like again Robert Plant and Bob Dylan have cited mm-hmm. Johnson as an influence. and he's considered to now be one of the most important blues musicians ever 
so mm-hmm. that's interesting and it's really sad because again in his time he saw very little commercial success like yeah. he basically like he he was like a small town musician from a small town a uh, yeah. small time musician from a small town sorry yeah uh but uh, so his but the recordings of his that have survived have been called some of the most musically complex um in the genre and uh, oh, like yeah, he's been credited as there's quite a few yeah on spotify and yeah. stuff yeah damn and he's been regarded as like one of the first pioneers of the delta blues um which is a subgenre within the blues mm-hmm. but what a life now yeah like you think about yeah you think about these people and you're like damn what a life also the whole myth about him and the legend the whole uh, myth about him and the devil really got popular in the mid 60s so re- like it wasn't i mean there were murmurs of it during his lifetime but you know nobody really bought it and then after people found out that he died there were all these stories that got churned out and one of them was that he got his musical abilities from the devil which is fun and then when he was 27 the devil came to seek his reward and um yeah took robert johnson with him yeah that was yeah that, that was what respected yep um then the next person i'd like to talk about is uh janis joplin okay. who I like her. Yeah, she also Everyone a very interesting, a very interesting person. Um she like grew up as a complete and total outcast in her high school and then she moved to California to become like a musician. Then she toured with a uh, Big Brother and the Holding Company for um a few years um and then died of an accidental heroin overdose. um and famously she died because she choked on her vomit mm-hmm. oh no yeah it says here on like um quote unquote the official cause of death it says here heroin overdose so yeah 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 she choked on her vomit after a heroin overdose and died yeah um yeah she was 27 years and 258 days old at the time of her passing um You don't put the days there; it makes it more real. <laughs> Then, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. Like she died. Oh, also, her death was about sixteen days after Jimi Hendrix's. Yeah. Who also died at the age of twenty-seven, and who we will be talking about next. Which, like, further um, ramps so, up the idea of the twenty-seven club because it's like, look at them back to back, which is so. Yep. So, um Jimi Hendrix, who was born James Marshall Hendrix, uh is arguably the greatest instrumentalist in the history of rock music. And this is not just me, it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's a direct quote from them. Um I mean, my favorite song that he ever put out that I've listened to is Purple Haze. which isn't an unpopular opinion at all i'm sure everybody loves that song um it's it's a real it it really it's very atmospheric like it really it, it's it's a vibe and a half um yeah he why not three quarters sun we god five and a half no um, it's a vibe and a half dude why is it yeah. not a vibe and three quarters 
because it just isn't honda it just isn't wow yeah. so rude about it <laughs> i'm kidding um, yeah continue yeah so hendrix interestingly at the age of 19 was caught riding in stolen cars um and then enlisted in the army nice oh fun times when he was 20 he was like fuck it going to go to the army and then oh, after 8 years 8 weeks of basic training um at fort ord i want to say um he was stationed in kentucky and um then left because uh there was nothing but physical training and harassment there for oh, two weeks oh no. and then you jump and you, then you go to jump school you get hell they work you to death fussing and fighting that's a direct quote from one of his letters that he wrote to his dad um, oh yes yeah so he finished his paratrooper training in just over 8 months and then was awarded uh, a screaming eagle's badge which is one of the most prestigious you can be given um so he was actually a very accomplished person even just outside his eventual chosen field of work mm-hmm. um which was music also the jimi hendrix experience if you haven't listened to it i would highly recommend it's g- genuinely truly worth checking out um yeah give it a, a vibe and three quarters a vibe and three yes, quarters yes that is a vibe and three quarters <laughs> uh, it it really is okay so hendrix had a lot of um trouble with drug abuse and violence which again not really a surprise given the yeah given his profession and the time period in which he um was famous it was very 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 um common and regular for people to indulge in substance abuse and uh, it would they, they'd often take it too far so um in fact like there were very few people in the late 60s like very few uh, famous rock stars who were as closely associated with drug culture as jimi hendrix was um mm-hmm. he he regularly used cocaine and uh, cannabis hashish which calling weed a drug is a little extreme but okay um lsd um amphetamines especially when he was on tour right which makes sense cuz these people had such an intense touring schedule like they would be on tour for 3 years and yeah. have a show like 5 nights a week yeah you can't keep up that level of work without um additional help i really don't think because you're playing to sold out stadiums oh yeah oh god yeah and you yeah and so, constant um, high energy throughout it yeah yeah i mean l- look at literally any of his live performances um it- it's insane the amount of work these people put in um yeah so unfortunately whenever hendrix drank um in act excess or mixed drugs with alcohol he'd become very violent and angry um and like one of his friends was quoted as saying that hendrix simply turned into a bastard when he drank oh jeez um he was a mean drunk um he he was um there's this one time when he hit his girlfriend right above oh, the eye with a vodka bottle 
Bro, um, and gave her okay. a cut that like uh, required stitches. Oh no, that's yeah. horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean it wasn't uh, a fun place to be. He yeah, so he you know eventually died in 1970. Um, with uh, in September of 1970, with um, only one witness in his final hours. Um, oh no. Yeah. Um, so, Monica, I want to say Deniman. I, I, I don't think I can pronounce her. I'm, I don't think I'm pronouncing her uh, surname correctly. Okay, Miss Monica, yes. Yeah, yeah this but Miss Monica, Monica. She was um, a German figure skater and a painter. Ooh. And, oh, that's uh, cool. Hendrix's girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she basically was preparing a meal for them at her apartment around. 11 p.m. when they shared a bottle of wine and she drove him um, to his house uh, to the house sorry to the house of uh, a friend of theirs at like almost like nearly 2 a.m. where he stayed for about an hour before she picked him up and drove them back to her flat at 3 a.m. and they talked until about 7 a.m. before going to bed. Um, Danovan woke up around 11 a.m. and found Hendrix breathing but unconscious and unresponsive after which she called for an ambulance um which arrived nine minutes later mm-hmm. that's um, not bad yeah and when the paramedics transported hendrix to the hospital um that's where they pronounced him dead at what work, was at the official time. cause so uh in so they basically said that it was probably um uh, him again asphyxiating on his own vomit uh, because while uh, intoxicated with barbiturates which is basically Mm -hmm. uh, like a nervous system depressant Um, yeah so it it can lead to um, like it it, it can be used as a hypnotic um, and has pretty strong physical and psychological addiction potential um, yeah. Don't do drugs and stuff, kids. Yeah, yeah. The, don't the, do the, drugs. So the main message of this episode, which again don't our episodes drugs. rarely have a message, is um, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah. Taking it back to Nicki Minaj, have you heard the audio where she's like, "You stay in school, work hard, do something." I don't yeah. know. <laughs> do that. Listen to Nicki. She knows what she's talking about. Uh, so, also another thing is that uh, Hendrix had taken 18 times the recommended dosage of uh, Daniman's uh, sleeping pills. Holy oh fuck. Oh my god. Jesus fuck. Yeah. That's so, so What the hell? Unresponsive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he took nine tablets. The recommended dosage is half. <laughs> oh my uh, god yeah. people had no concern yeah. for their well-being then holy mm-hmm. shit so i think you can understand why janice joplin also dying of a drug overdose um literally 16 like, days right after, after Jimi hendrix yeah yeah like just over two weeks after hendrix's death was such a big uh shock to everybody mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. They're big names regardless, so... Exactly. Yeah, but especially because it was such a short... Like, also, um, again, Job, jumping back to Joplin for a bit, she only, like, 
started pursuing a true solo ca- career in 1969 um nice. she died in 1970 so oh, she no. she was like literally at the height of her popularity when she passed yeah away. yeah um i believe that she had been trying to get clean for a while and oh that's really sad um yeah she, and like she was found dead on the floor of her hotel room by her manager uh who's also a very very close friend of her, hers called uh John Cook mm-hmm. um she had alcohol present in the room but the apparently like reportedly there was no there were no drugs or other paraphernalia yeah. um like no narcotics nothing but it's suspected that that's because like one of her friends removed the narcotics from the room because nobody wanted to be tied to this case mm-hmm. cuz if you've got in violent drugs yeah, and then she sense. died you're going to go to jail <laughs> um for dealing drugs um and so and like, you're going to be like shot on pretty badly cuz again she's pretty famous yeah so that's why they so which is why uh the autopsy said that Joplin probably died of a heroin overdose but it's Can't still you check? not confirmed at um, the time apparently it had been so long that the drugs weren't really in her system anymore which yeah oh, no, that's so the wait, other thing was like, she found yeah. like a few days later kind of thing um she was found on sunday evening um and the last time somebody saw her was october 2nd she was found on october 4th morning So okay nobody knows like exactly when she died. Yes that's the thing right it's a very like weird situation she's just found in a hotel room and like of course people are saying like it's um like she overdosed and or yeah she asphyxiated on her vomit and stuff like that but like I think um I don't remember who it was but Pen one of her friends as well said like she might have like hit her head against one of like her instruments or something and that caused her to like fall and die and stuff like that but it's not fully confirmed because a lot of people don't want to say that it was an accidental overdose and stuff like that because she was trying to get clean she was trying to get better and people want to maintain a lot of that stuff so it it is very hazy but i think it's safe to say for the most part drugs did play a role so also um Peggy who's one of her closest friends and yes, Seth that's Morgan, the friend. who was her fiance Yes. But had like planned on meeting her on Friday which was like October 2nd. Mm. Uh but like they didn't show up. Oh no. So they were supposed to meet her and she was apparently very 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 uh disappointed that they didn't show up. Or or even called to explain why they hadn't shown up. And so like after that um when Peggy tried to call her hotel room on Saturday which is October 3rd um like the person at the desk told her that Joplin had instructed um everybody that she would not be receiving any calls mm-hmm. like she would not be accepting any calls incoming fo- phone calls for herself um that's pretty suspicious not so no yeah so apparently her fiance also hadn't spoken to her. like no apparently Seth Morgan her fiance at the time had spoken to her on the yeah. phone on at some point on August uh, on October 3rd but nobody knows what they talked about oh bruh. and then she was just found dead yeah okay <sighs> um 
It's so unfortunate because it's such a high-profile case, right? So people want to keep it neat and tidy, but a lot of times it isn't. A lot of times there's a lot of shit that people just don't want the public to know about. I don't know, man. It just, it just feels icky. I don't like it. Yeah. It feels icky. So again, all of it is like sh- shrouded in a lot of mystery, obviously. I mean, Jimi Hendrix is, isn't really. Like, mm-hmm. It's pretty cut and dry. We know what happened because, again, the autopsy was conducted immediately. He was taken because, again, his girlfriend was in the room when it happened. Yeah. So it's not a complete surprise. But uh, like Janis Joplin's is pretty mysterious. Robert Johnson, obviously nobody knows. Because mm-hmm. nobody knew for 30 years that he had died. Can we get into the um, Kurt Cobain and then, one? <laughs> uh, I was just going to mention like Jim Morrison for a bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, no worries. No worries. Just because I like the doors and that's you know, personal mm-hmm. kind of. Um, so just for my own sake, I'm like, I really want to talk about the doors. Um, Go for it. But yeah, he... He also, surprise, surprise, died of heart failure in 1971. He'd announced that The Doors would be performing in Paris. um, And like everybody was on board with that. So he went there and he joined his girlfriend, Pamela Corson, and uh, described like going for long walks in the city alone and letters that he wrote to his friends and shaved his beard, lost some weight, all of that. So he was probably like seemingly doing well uh until on july 3rd he was found dead in the bathtub of the apartment that he rented with his girlfriend um by his girlfriend and you know died because of heart failure no autopsy was performed oh which yeah which is why i was like Mm. think about it buddy oh okay i found it it says heroin overdose no, no, auto- no autopsy was performed. So because that at the time wasn't required. Okay, according by to like eyewitnesses, law. according to this, it says according to eyewitnesses that his death was due to an accidental. There overdose. was no, there were no eyewitnesses. I'm actually on the Wikipedia says it says here it has also been reported by several individuals who say they were eyewitnesses that his death Are was due to. Are you talking about Jim Morrison? Yes, I'm on his Wikipedia page right now, and it's it's like. The person who found him was his girlfriend. She died of a heroin overdose um, three years later, also at the age of 27. Oh, but, really? Yeah. So one. So that's what I wanted to come to. Like one of the biggest theories with Jim Morrison is that he didn't actually die. Like he was sick of the rock star lifestyle. So kind of, okay. So Fake it's similar to the theory about, to, yeah, it's similar to the theory about, um, to Bakshakur, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, he didn't actually die. He just moved to Aruba or something. Because right. he was tired of uh, politics that came with being a musician. Same thing with Jim Morrison, where people were like, you know, he was really having a moment of reckoning. He was going through some sort of spiritual awakening. So th- there are some pretty strong theories about how he hasn't actually, like he hadn't actually died in 1970 and that he faked his death and then escaped. Because again, no autopsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's gonna, yeah. But several individuals who say they were eyewitnesses did say that it yeah, was exactly. an accidental heroin overdose. That being said, it's very, again, it's more speculation. Who claim to be eye, yeah, who claim to be eyewitnesses. And then we come to Kurt Cobain. Yes, that's cool. So, uh, first of all, I'm not going to be addressing the Courtney Love theory. Bruh, no. Just, once we get That's what I was that. excited about. 
I was so ready to be like that. Okay, I can't say anything. Whatever. <laughs> she's still around. Can't say anything. She's still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's still around. Be like everybody's heard enough. Like it's just like enough. I'm on the on the Wikipedia site. It just fucking says like suicide by gunshot, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> But whatever. Oh, you believe that Courtney Love killed him? Oh, I fully believe she killed him. I fully believe that she was responsible for his death. And I believe like she faked a suicide letter and she like made it seem like because I promise you I've read enough of like how like like how Kurt Cobain like the 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 gun that was used and the way he was killed uh, like he supposedly killed himself um the the position was so off it was a huge gun I think yeah it was a pretty big gun so for him to position at his forehead it, no sorry behind his head sorry behind his head was very difficult it's actually complicated if you like literally you can motion it yourself and put it behind your head It's difficult to do it in that exact way, and plus, also given like the suicide note, it just is so weird because the first half sounds like um, Kurt Cobain, according to a lot of people that knew him, but then the other half is just like about Courtney, about like you know stuff like that. So even though they knew that her, his relationship with Courtney was like very like you know up in the air and just really iffy. Yeah, and- but okay, here's the thing, right? Um, Dave Grohl says that Cobain. Like he be- he fully believes that Kobe committed suicide. Which, by the way, Dave Grohl and Courtney Love have a lot of beef, like publicly. Mm-hmm. Also, hmm, need to admit this. Not the biggest Courtney Love fan. Like you need to be a special brand of yeah, like asshole to not get along with Dave fucking Grohl. Like mm-hmm. dude, it's Dave Grohl. He's the his nicest. House into a He's like known for being the nicest guy in rock and roll. Always has been, right? He's like everybody loves Dave Grohl. Yeah. Um, he he's just known for being like the nicest dude, mm. uh, at least the, like the nicest rock star. Which again, the bar is very low for these people. Mm. <laughs> it's it's a low bar, but you know, um, and like you need to be a special kind of asshole to not get along with Dave Grohl. But you know, um, that being said, chances are if Dave Grohl believes that Cobain, okay, so. Grohl believed that he knew that Cobain would die at an early age, saying that sometimes mm-hmm. you just can't save someone from themselves, mm-hmm. and in Because some ways you kind of prepare like yourself. Because he was literally like combining. He was literally combining hard drugs together. So I feel like if he were to go out, it would most likely be through drugs. Like he would most also. By the way, by the way, by the way, in in the off chance that you don't know who Kurt Cobain is, I I completely <laughs> forgot to give like a <laughs> small. Um, idea of yeah he was the lead singer of nirvana um i the only song that i've ever heard is yeah is uh smells like teen spirit because i'm a phony but yeah mm-hmm. also not super into alternative like especially 90s or just not my thing but you know yeah also nirvana fans can be dicks okay <laughs> you can't Go to a dude in a Nirvana T-shirt and be like, "Hey, I like smells like Teen Spirit," and they'll be like, "Really? Name other songs by them, dude." Yeah, gatekeeping is a fun thing. Most people do. It's okay. Gatekeeping is a thing everywhere. Yeah, yeah exactly. dude. Okay, so 
Arctic monkeys fans do that all the time, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. If somebody likes them because they like AM, then they like them because they like AM. It's fine. AM you don't need to have listened to every song they've ever put out to consider yourself a fan. If you like what you've heard by them, you can consider yourself a fan. It's chill. Basically, you don't need to have not a gatekeeper. Yes, let's let's. Yeah, don't be a gatekeeper. <laughs> let's have. That I find record. that so annoying, right? Because they give the entire fandom a bad name. How are you trying to gatekeep like such big artists? I don't understand, but you know, okay. Gatekeep, girl boss, gaslight, all of it. Um, oh my god, you stand. and Yoshita. You should have been, you and you have been in that Yoshita episode, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I don't know where Yoshita got it from. I got it from the one and only um, ContraPoints. We mm-hmm. stand her, she's a queen, yeah. Okay, now um, let's talk about Kurt Cobain's actual death. So, I got the Wikipedia article on the matter. Yeah. You've said Wikipedia like 30 times. Yeah, that's just my day to day life, Handa. That's all I talk oh, about. God. Why Wikipedia? Okay. Use other sources. No, because it's easy and it's right there and it's the first thing that pops up when you look up something. Um. Okay, so the first. Okay, so. Hmm. This is going to be a slightly lengthy discussion. Strap in. It's fine. Um, Okay. So, in March of 1994, Cobain was diagnosed with bronchitis and severe laryngitis and uh, went to Rome um, for his medical treatment where he was joined by Courtney Love, his wife. Um, And the next, like, when she joined him, the next morning, Courtney Love awoke to find that um, her husband had overdosed on a combination of champagne, yeah, which champagne. I've never heard of somebody uh, overdosing on champagne, but that's a classy way to No, go, no, he, he combined and, it with something else. He yeah, and uh, uh, I can't pronounce it. R-O-H-Y-P-N-O-L. Rohefnol. Rohefnol. Or yeah. roofies. So he, he, yeah, he overdosed on a combination of champagne and roofies. Classy, real classy. Yeah. Uh, he was immediately rushed to the hospital and was uh, unconscious for the rest of the day. After five days, he was returned. Uh, he was released and returned to Seattle. So this was his first suicide. This is what Love believes was his first suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. Fifteen days later. Love phoned the Seattle Police Department, informing them that Copain was suicidal and had locked himself into a room with a gun. The police arrived and confiscated several guns and a bottle of pills from Copain, who insisted that he was not suicidal and and had locked himself in the room to hide from Courtney Love. Believable. Because his wife be crazy. His words, not mine. Uh, Love then arranged (laughs) an intervention regarding Cobain's drug use on March 25th. This is all happening in less than a month, by the way. Crazy Jesus month fuck. for the Cobain. <laughs> it must have been a hell of a ride for them. Yeah. Ten people were involved in this intervention, including his musician friends, record company executives, and one of Cobain's closest friends, Dylan Carson. I believe you've heard of him. He's also a very well-known American musician. So... Cobain reacted to this with anger, insulting and heaping scorn on the participants and eventually locked himself in the upstairs bedroom. However, by the end of the day, Cobain agreed to undergo a detox program. Yeah. Um, so then he checked into like a recovery center. His friends 
visit when his friends visited him it seemed like cobain was doing better um he spent like days talking to uh his counselors about his drug use and other personal problems while happily playing with his daughter frances yeah the this was unfortunately one of the last times he got to see his daughter yeah um, oh no um the following night cobain walked outside to have a cigarette and climbed over a 6 foot high f- fence to leave the facility um he then took a taxi to la and flew back to seattle um on his flight he sat next to um uh, some guy from guns and roses i that's fine <laughs> and cobain so many famous people in the story yeah. yeah so i'm i'm like i'm not even going to bother name checking everybody Despite yeah. Cobain's animosity towards Guns N' Roses, Cobain seemed happy to see um, this dude. And this dude later stated that he knew from all of my in- instincts that everything was that something was wrong. Most of Cobain's family and friends were unaware of his whereabouts because he had gone MIA. Mm-hmm. And yeah. on April second and third, Cobain was spotted in numerous locations in Seattle. On April third. Courtney Love um contacted a private investigator to find Cobain. Um and on April 7th amid rumors of Nirvana breaking up the band pulled out of the 1994 Lollapalooza Lollapalooza festival. Lollapalooza. Sorry. Yeah. On April uh, 8th Cobain's body was discovered um at his Lake Washington Boulevard home by electrician Gary Smith. who had arrived to install a security system um apart from a small amount of blood coming out of cobain's ear the electrician reported seeing no visible signs of trauma and initially believed that cobain was asleep until he saw the shotgun pointing at his chin a suicide note was found addressed to cobain's childhood imaginary friend boda that stated that cobain had not felt the excitement of listening as to as well as creating music along with really writing for too many years um a high concentration of heroin and traces of diazepam diazepam, diazepam yeah were also found in his body although conductor david woodard uh, had built a dream machine for cobain reports that cobain had been using the psychoactive device excessively in the days leading up to his suicide were contradicted by later findings um his autopsy revealed that he'd probably died on april 5th uh, just as a reminder his body was found on april 8th so 3 mm-hmm. days between his death and somebody finding his body that's um, which, which can i just say right the fact that the electrician right the the fact that he just saw a bit of blood or and he just thought that you know Kurt was just sleeping he shot himself with a shotgun there's no way there is no way that there wouldn't have been like that's a huge true. amount of blood and plus yeah, it's a yeah. huge gun right so it's like and i actually like right now I, i just searched i wouldn't recommend doing this but like i searched up like shotgun wounds right and these wounds are huge okay i mean not huge huge but like they are like noticeable and th- it's surprise he did it with his like to his face supposedly so there should be more blood but there isn't and at pointed at his chin right i don't know it's just like if you try and like reenact it like on your own like as in like you know using a finger or whatever and it just seems very difficult to believe that that was the case the most is believable that he was probably like out because of the the drugs 
that makes sense to me because also keep in mind that he was on drugs right diazepam and uh, yeah. sorry i forgot the other one what was it called diazepam and heroin yeah so um both yeah. of them they're like he's probably really like an like incapable of like you know moving around a lot now imagine picking up a, sh- a shotgun which is heavy pointing it at your head and just then you go not only is your aim going to be off but also isn't it very tough to like actually be coherent during these um yeah sessions let's call them <laughs> like how would you write a whole ass letter i don't know I'm a little exactly that's what i'm saying he was like he's done heavy drugs before right i've like heard that oh yeah he had like a huge amount of tolerance for it but like bro come on like it's heroin and diazepam combined together There's you can't like, even have one of those without like just going bye bye for the whole week. Imagine doing both of them together. Chances are that he's like like I don't know like most likely he's just knocked out or just like sitting in a place and enjoying himself, right? Or just like relaxed. Because remember, like he mainly got into drugs to I think help with his like stomach issue, right? He had this like um this huge this problem with like um uh, like stomach pain. He used to have like a lot of stomach pain, and because of that, he like started taking drugs because it would like help him and stuff like that. So he initially started with that, and he started taking more and more because it would soothe it more and like make him feel better, in comparison to like on a normal mm-hmm. day. And so, chances are he's not gonna do that. He's gonna make him. He's gonna take that to make himself feel better, and then decide to write a letter, then shoot himself. See, it I'm not gonna me. comment on the like. Hey, he wasn't like having mental struggles at that time or whatever. But it's just that the series of events seems to have like a lot of. holds in this story yeah. that's that's it yeah and of course like according to like i'm pretty sure they were like dif- differing accounts like what might have happened or whatever because like the first because like the guy was coming in for like security reasons to like reinstall cameras or something or like i don't remember like what the exact reason was for the like, uh, for the security guy to come in but like it was security cameras yeah 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 exactly so He it's just like i i don't know i just feel like there's a lot of hitches here and there like no the cameras weren't working so therefore they wanted there wasn't any proof that okay this is exactly what happened or stuff like that so it's like i don't know it's kind of up in the air um very fishy that's all i can say mm again shrouded in a lot of mystery lots of conspiracy theories about his death as well um and then okay i think we should talk about one last person mm. amy winehouse uh who was an english singer and songwriter she uh, her primary genres were soul rhythm and blues uh, okay. but she also was a very accomplished jazz musician yes. uh she died in 2011 um Amy Winehouse had a very troubled personal life. She's yeah, in a very tumultuous yeah. relationship for a bloody long time with this guy named Corey. Um and him leaving her really um sent her into a tailspin. Um Winehouse had some pretty um severe issues with alcohol mm-hmm. and she suffered from bulimia. While she technically died of a- accidental alcohol poisoning. um some people believe that what really killed her was the bulimia because it left her a lot more susceptible given that she was a lot physically and mentally weaker as a result yeah. of not getting enough sustenance um like had she not had an eating disorder she would have been physically strong enough to recover from her mm-hmm. substance alcohol poisoning problems yeah. yeah amy winehouse had been 
drinking moderately um, over the course of the few days before her death. But she'd been happy and like listening to music, laughing, watching TV uh, the day of her death. So she was found by her bodyguard who arrived at her residence three days before her death and like felt that she'd been somewhat intoxicated. Um, at 10 a.m. on July 23rd, 2011, he saw her lying on her bed and tried unsuccessfully to wake her up. But this didn't really raise much suspicion because it was only 10 a.m. and she usually um, slept in after a night out. After 3 p.m., he like checked in on her again and this time she wasn't breathing and there was no pulse. So he called emergency services. At 3.54 p.m., so almost an hour later, two ambulances were called to her house and she was pronounced dead on arrival on reaching the hospital. Yeah. I mean, given that it's an hour later, you would already have sustained so much brain damage. There's very little you can do. Yeah. Um, Her... Okay, so at the time of her death, her blood alcohol content was five times the legal um, drink driving limit. It was... 0.416%. I actually don't Um, know how alcohol blood levels work and everyone's just like XYZ times the legal limit. I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) It's okay. So that's the limit at which uh, are you asking for the number that varies from country to country? No, what is a legal limit? Okay, okay. So that's okay. So (laughs) that means that if a cop comes up to you and gives you a breathalyzer test, Oh, okay. So long as your blood alcohol content is less than that particular limit, mm-hmm. you are deemed co- like in control enough to be able to drive. Yeah. Like you're, you are oh, considered so it's a not threat that to much. yourself or others. So people are like 1.2 times the legal limit. That, is that a lot? Again, I'm really not qualified to it de- say. It depends on like um, the country. So, like certain countries, they have a very small level because, again, you can still like if it depends. Like, so if you're extra t- tired and you took alcohol as well, that's going to mm-hmm. increase more. Um. So I'm guessing 1.2 times isn't that much, but five times definitely. Yes. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah that's it, crazy. It, yeah. It, I mean, it killed Amy Winehouse. So yeah, you know. <laughs> that's a yeah. nice metric. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I feel like the most, actually, the most recent addition to Twenty Seven Club that like really affected a lot of people was, um, I think I might pronounce his name wrong, so I'm so sorry for that. But um, Jong Hyun uh, from this Korean band called uh, boy band called like Shiny or Shiny. Oh my God! Yeah, Jong Hyun. That was yeah. that was really that devastating. That a lot of people because that was he, devastating. Exactly, it was um, really showed people a lot like the the k-pop industry how it is and um, mm-hmm. in case you don't know he uh, ended his life by carbon monoxide po- poisoning and it yeah, affected a lot of people it's and, pretty gory yeah it's very unfortunate so you know kind of had to mention that in oh wait jonghyun was also 27 what yeah he died at 27 yep dude shut up yep most recent like as in like uh, when it comes to like pop artists i guess most recent addition that's just the i don't think that's a nice way to put it but yeah yeah this um, is not a very it was way pretty bad because i think after he passed there's quite a few other like suicides that came to light yeah exactly so yeah like it just it was mm, 
it devastated a lot of people yeah man i remember i had a few friends who were like very affected by it, it was very sad to see um yeah yeah Again, don't include this, but like when I heard it, I was literally in the afternoon sitting and watching like one of his music thingies, like performances. Yeah. Then I took a nap, and then I get a call from someone I haven't spoken to in like months, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Yo, did you see what's going on?" I was like, "What's going on?" And then they tell me, I was just like, "Bro, what the fuck?" I was just listening to their song. Exactly, it's it's very just startling. Yeah. yeah. Uh just it just How do we how do we transition <laughs> to do the so to wrong <laughs> to transition so wrong yeah <laughs> Oh my god um Okay wait I'll I'll try something um Yeah so 27 club I did not know of this before what the hell This there's a lot to it Damn I'm I'm going to think of this for a bit yeah <laughs> But there's so many conspiracies that are just out there Yeah, interesting. I mean the most ones that we can cover is that like overdoses and suicides. <laughs> that tends to be the most common trend know, with them. Devil stuff. Yeah, Just because well, a guy is talented, blame it on the freaking yeah, it's satanism. Bro. <laughs> no, it's not satanism. Is it is devil stuff satanism? Yeah. 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 I don't know enough about it. Okay. <laughs> But Wait, so I had like one question about this whole thing, like obviously relating to conspiracies in general, but do you think to like what is right? I mean, again, it depends on what it depends on how you define like, is alcohol bad? Is, is fire hot?